signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champion. Amici scores. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wes Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Hi, this is Chuck Foreman, number 44, the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Woogie Man. This is Coach Fry with Virginia Tech Football, and you are listening to Big Dog Sports Talk. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to roll? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. 101.7, 103.5, and AM 1460. Streaming worldwide at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the big dog, Rick Watson. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back. All that crazy internet listeners who were locked out yesterday. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd need It's great to be full throttle again. Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. So the first person who's listening online, please uh, confirm that we're good to go. But I just tested we were good to go. Welcome back. (laughs) Oh, we survived the massive internet outage here of 2024. And it's nice to be back at full capacity. Call us up on the Baker Team hotline, 639-4900. Text line at 744-2990. You can email Rick at New River Radio because it will actually work now. Or send me a message on Messenger because that's what Messenger is because it's called Messenger. we got a lot going on today. We've got uh, Mike Burnham at 705, Jermaine Farrell, and David Smith will review the Championship Sunday. James Herring will be in right for the assistant basketball coach at 835. So we got a lot going on. Thanks, Kenneth. Thanks, Raymond. Appreciate that, Peter. People letting us know that the stream is up and running. It's good. It's good. So we got a full program for you here today. What a great theme song, by the way. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, I didn't really go anywhere, but maybe you thought I did. John Sebastian is the guy's name, by the way. John Sebastian, who released that tune. Yeah. All right, we've got we got a lot of stuff going on. We got an in-state story to talk about college basketball. I've never heard of someone getting released from a basketball team for quote conduct unbecoming of a monarch (laughs) we'll get into that 
I don't know what's going on down in Old Dominion. Well, yeah, I kind of do because, well, I won't get into that. But anyway, uh, big news here locally. Congratulations to Carter Stollard. He has committed to Virginia Tech uh, for the 2025 class. He's a Christiansburg offensive lineman. He's about 6'7", 315. He's got another year to develop. He's got a lot of work to do, obviously, on his body and so forth. But I always get uh, really behind our local kids who get an opportunity to play Division I sports. It's really cool. Shows you the great coaching staff they have over at Christiansburg, and it's awesome. So congratulations, and I hope this kid develops and uh, ends up being a, a starter for Brent Pry for years to come. But I really like that. And I know that J.C. Price does a whole lot to keep tabs on the local kids, if you will. You know, he was at Radford High School for years. He understands how much talent there really is here in the New River Valley, Roanoke Valley. And I think sometimes, to be honest, it gets overlooked because, you know, you've got this thought in your head. If you're a coaching staff, you got to go out other parts of the state, the hotbeds and this and that. But, you know, sometimes we have some guys right here in our own backyard, and uh, this is one of those situations. So congratulations to Carter and his family. It's exciting. Best of luck. Hope he has a very healthy 2024 as he uh, gets ready for his collegiate career a couple years down the road. Nice stuff. Good stuff. So I wanted to lead off with that because that always makes me makes me smile to see the local youngsters get a chance. Um, something that didn't make Tech basketball fans smile. Got to be honest, Duke, uh, I watched uh, the entire game. I had it on last night. Uh, I usually don't watch an entire basketball game because, well, I work in basketball for a living. So uh, when I have a free night, most of the time I watch a movie because I just want to get away from it. But I wanted to watch the game last night. The, the crowd was great. The Castle Guard was loud. But Duke was really good. They shot 55%. It felt like to me that at some point, if you were watching the game, tell me I'm wrong, from like the 14-and-a-half-minute mark, to like the 10-minute mark, nobody missed a shot on either end. It wasn't a lot of defense being played. It felt like a, an NBA game. But a damaging loss for Tech's NCAA chances. 13-8 and eight now they fall, 5-5. Five and five. That would have been a huge win for them. And Duke has kind of slowly risen to number seven in the country, and they have some scores now. I mean, Roach had 16 off the bench. The young kid down low... I mean, he was uh, battling down there. He had 10 and 5. Tech didn't get much of anything, and that's been the problem for them. They don't have a bench. MJ Collins led the way with 17. Sean Padula was not good. He protected the ball better, but he finished 4 of 15. He was 0 of 6 for 3. And Tech, and this is just it. Mike Young, if he, if he were on the show, he'd admit it. I mean, they were 6 of 22. If they're not shooting the 3, that's their DNA to shoot 3s. They're not going to win basketball games. If they're missing threes, they're just not gonna they're not gonna win. They got crushed on the glass, thirty-eight to twenty. I mean, that's just not gonna cut it. And but they protected. They only turned it over four times the entire game, and yet lost by ten. And it was more of a product of Duke just being really good last night. They really were seven and two now. The Blue Devils in ACC play. I saw a lot of blue in the stands. I wonder how many of the Tech football slash Duke basketball fans were there. It's been a long-running pet peeve of mine. But in any event, I digress. So if you were there, what would you think about the game? Um, 
what's going to hurt Virginia Tech down the stretch is their lack of bench production. Right? It's one thing to only go seven or eight deep, but you get nothing. You get nothing out of your bench. And again, if you're not shooting well, you're not going to win basketball games. And that's the problem. It really is. But Duke has some nice pieces. They've got Carolina coming up. And that was another reason I really thought, uh, and again, I have no problem at all admitting when I'm wrong about a score or prediction. I thought Tech would win last night. Uh, a lot of that had to do with the fact that Duke had the next, uh, the next game against Carolina. Well, no, they didn't turn it over last night. Tech only turned it over four times. But, um, um, yeah, they, were, they did not play defense at all. I mean, Duke was getting to the rim. Every time Tech would score, they were getting to the rim or having a wide-open set to shoot a three. Like, nobody was coming out in any way, shape, or form to rotate over to the shooters. Just bad. This is bad. It felt like there were four, almost five minutes where each team just was letting the other team score. And Duke at that point didn't mind because they already had a, a near double-digit lead. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, all season, yes. Yes. Not, last night, that's probably the best way to say it to the texture. Last night was an anomaly with Tech not turning it over. Because how many times have we come on? I mean, hell, Padula had eight and six back-to-back games. But he had some bad shot selection. He was forcing it. Let's just say it the way it is. I mean, you watch the game. There was a lot of bad shot selection there from him. And that happens when a shooter is, is frustrated. I mean, it's going to happen. I get it. But at the same time, you've got to understand, um, you know, it's what Darius Nichols tells our shooters. Look, if it's not there, man. Let the game come to you and, and help out. And sometimes you can get into the game by helping out your, your guys. And Tech didn't really do that enough last night. So it is a loss that's going to resonate for a while. Tech had been playing better. Uh, granted, they'd beaten the teams that they were supposed to beat. Um, you know, Georgia Tech and BC at home, those were going to likely be wins if Tech had any shot to think about the postseason. Now, you know, they go on the road, two manageable road games, and they have the big win against NC State in their last road game. Miami has been struggling mightily. Um, Notre Dame is, is rebuilding. So when you look at those two programs, you don't necessarily think, well, these are unwinnable. Now, Miami's really tough at home. They're just 5-4 and four in the league. Notre Dame has, you know, at one point they, we, they were getting better. You know, they were starting to play a little bit better. They just lost to Boston College on their home floor. The same team that beat uh, that Tech beat on their home floor. And Notre Dame has dropped four in a row. So um, there's a chance here for Tech to get back on the winning side of things. But if they're not shooting the three ball well, let's just say it the way it is, they're not going to win. And it's tough when you have very little post ability to score the basketball. Uh, sorry to hear that. So, K-State, Rob, you have no internet in Dublin. Really? Well, we're back online, right? Peeps are listening online. I'm sorry, hey, I'm sorry K-State, Rob. What's going on in Dublin? <laughs> My hometown. Really? No internet up there. 
That seems like a long time. So the official explanation was some of the poles got destroyed or something like that. They had to rerun all the fiber optics. I mean, I'm not really sure exactly what happened, but that is what I was told. (laughs) Text message. Tech is who we thought they were. (laughs) Herman Edwards. (laughs) Or um, not Herman Edwards, but it was um, Dennis Green. Dennis Green, that's right. I think he was talking about the Rams, right? They are who we thought they were. We go ahead and crown them. <laughs> Man, that's one of the great quotes ever. I was a big fan of Dennis Green, man. I really was. God rest his soul. Good coach. Just a really good football coach. Um, so, yeah. Get your thoughts on if you were at the game last night. Castle looked good. Crowd was good. That the team um, wasn't very good last night. And again, a lot of that had to do with the fact Duke was playing really well. Let's just say it the way it is. They, they were good last night. And really, I hadn't watched Duke. Um, I watched them when Pitt was beating them like a drum at their place. Um, I was really like, wow, Duke has really fallen. But last night, I mean, they picked themselves up and they looked strong. And, you know, only Duke, by the way, they were talking about how they had risen in the standing. Now, Pitt was a few games ago. They got a lot of love for the, the miracle win they had against Clemson. And they beat Louisville after Pitt. But Duke gets the benefit of the doubt. You know this. Come on, Duke fan, even you know this. They get so much of the benefit of the doubt in the rankings, and nobody really cares about the rankings. It all comes down to whether or not you make the tournament. But Tech's got some work to do. They're very capable if they're shooting the ball well. And I think that um, February is here now, right, for them. And February is coming very quickly. It ends for – January ends for Radford tomorrow night, a big conference game, finishing up the first time through the conference against uh, Charleston Southern. Tech just finished up. And February is when it really starts to get fun and intense in college basketball. Now, your upper echelon programs know they're already in the tournament, but still, they're trying to position themselves to, to win a conference title. But you want to be playing your best hoops as this month progresses. You don't want to be one of those teams that peaks in January, which has happened a lot. I know it's happened a lot to Radford. A whole lot. But we shall see how Tech recovers from this going forward. Um, but, hey, it looked, it looked great last night. It did. Hokey Bob was there. Glad to have you back, Hokey Bob. And everybody, by the way, who has chimed in this morning listening online. Hokey Bob says it was like watching an old Terrace Hill Bud Spencer Western. <laughs> My dad used to watch those. They were Terrace Hill Bud Spencer and we were the bumbling other guys. <laughs> wow. Hoagie Bob with a Terrence Hill Bud Spencer Western reference. Man, that's awesome. Best listening audience in radio. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. Just getting started on this Tuesday. We are loaded for bear. Mike Burnup, Jermaine Farrell, David Smith, and uh, James Herring will be in the studio. We'll talk about Radford's... Uh, finale first time through the schedule tomorrow night against charleston southern hope you're well wherever you might be 
And again, glad to have all of our online listening audience back. I know we have so many people from out of the area that listen. More coming up here on a Tuesday. Bundle up this morning, by the way. It's a little brisk as I went out this morning. you every day here on the program. I don't know what exactly you're talking about. 639-4900-744-2990. After the news, we'll get some uh, sound from uh, Mike Young last night. Great to hear from so many of the online people. It's great yesterday. Our local crowd really pulled us through. It was awesome. Folks who were listening just on, you know, hardline radio, the old days, the way God intended. Great stuff. Again, congratulations to uh, Carter Stollard, who committed to the 25 class of Virginia Tech over at Christiansburg High School. Alex Wilkins has a great program, good people, taking care of their players, doing it the right way. So that's a, a really good bit of news. He's a big guy. He's got to develop. You know, he's got to get his body right, things like that. But um, – he wouldn't have gotten an offer unless they felt like they could develop him. And I know J.C. Price was all over that. And you've got to trust that guy's eye, right? I mean, he's got a huge, huge reputation. Rip Price was at the game last night, and he was getting everybody revved up, saying, hey, we're just getting started. Kind of, kind of believe him, right? I know this is premature. What are we? We're at January the 30th. Is that right? January 30th, and it feels like Virginia Tech is on the cusp of having an ACC title contention season, doesn't it? I don't know. Everything just seems to be coming together. I know things aren't this easy, but it comes together really nice in year three and the way it's supposed to do. Text message. I don't understand why Blacksburg can't do that. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. I know exactly which way you're going <laughs> with that. Uh, all right. So we got an update. Hokey Bob just serving the entire New River Valley. Uh, have a wonderful lady in our office in Dublin. If you have Xfinity in Dublin, you can expect to still be out of service. Till later today. So there you go, um, K State Rob. If you must have Xfinity, because he can't, uh, he cannot, he cannot uh, get uh, internet going today at his house. But anyway, I'm excited about, uh, for Carter Stollard committing to Virginia Tech. Uh, that's a great story. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We'll get your thoughts. Get a lot of people who were at the game last night. Duke shot very well. Tech did not. Bad night for Sean Padula. We'll hear from Mike Young, the head coach. We've got a loaded for Bear program. We've got 
Mike Burnup, Jermaine Farrell, David Smith, James Herring, Radford Hoops will be in studio. We're coming up as we have the full family back together here on BDST. Miss me yesterday, all you streamers. And Lord knows, I missed you. It was tough. It was Monday. I come back and didn't have you. Six three nine forty nine hundred seven four four twenty nine nine. Mike Burnham, Jermaine Farrell, David Smith, and then uh, James Herring in studio. Mike Burnham was on the call last night with Zach Mackey as uh, Tech fell to Duke. We'll get his take on the game. Also, uh, Mike Young, the Virginia Tech head coach. Here's some of his thoughts after the defeat last night. As I told our team, you know, in this thing, sometimes the other team plays better than you do. And they played better than we did, obviously. Uh, we didn't rebound very well. We had our shots um, and uh, and squandered some opportunities, uh, but um, you know I I tip my cap on this particular evening to uh, to their team, their players. John, uh, they um, they had a good plan. Uh, quick turnaround for both of us. They had Clemson at home on Saturday. Of course, we were in here on Saturday, uh, but um, they uh, they did a they did a nice job. So uh, nothing more than that. That's <coughs> Mike, they shot very, very well. What made them? What makes them so difficult to defend? You guys did a pretty good job on Filipowski, but it seemed like the guards really got down. Were able to get downhill a lot. Yeah, they set that top ball screen, which is is difficult, and they can all they can all u- use it. Um, Proctor Roach was good tonight. Um, McCain or McLean. Um, Caleb is uh, is is very good with it, and uh, you know uh, our coverages we've gotten to now uh, help in, which makes it uh, difficult to spraying a thing out to who, who whoever else is is, is off the ball. Um, they had a couple of uh, offensive rebounds sprayed onto the perimeter for made threes in the first half. Just um, they were again, David. They were better than we were. What did you think of the way you guys played offensively? They took us out of some things. Uh, they uh, they made it very difficult for us uh, in uh, in some of our actions that uh, that we've been good with. Um, they were good. They were good. Uh, Proctor, I don't remember Proctor being so long. Holy smokes, he's six five. Good looking young man. Um, they were they were they were good there. Mike, uh, Duke out rebounding you guys on the offensive glass, 10-4, 15-8 in second chance points. What was Duke able to do to take advantage of the glass, and how much did you guys miss? A lot the of that, ball? Tim. A lot of that was us in rotation. Uh, we're in rotation. Uh, shot goes up, and um, you know we don't have a guard chipping down to take that. And that's easier said than done. That's Philip Povich. That's Ryan Young. That's uh, Mark Mitchell. 
um, you know, uh, and, and, and all of that is created by dribble penetration a lot of times. Um, so I, I would attribute it. To, I would attribute that to to that point. And then Duke was nine for seventeen from three tonight. It seemed like they were able to get a lot of space on the yeah. perimeter at times. What were they able to do to to achieve that? Be interested to see back. Go back and watch it tonight. How many of those came out offensive rebounds? A um, couple at the end of the clock. Roach's shot at the buzzer at the half was uh, was a big shot to push it to six. Um, you know, you've got to you got to you got to guard the ball, and and the way our ball screen defense is designed, that hedge is there for a purpose. That is to stop the ball. Been um, really really good, very good here of uh, of late. Um, Duke was better offensively than we were defensively. Uh, Mike, was there something whether it was the inside or three pointers that you were trying to take away from Duke that you just weren't able to execute tonight? Well, Mark, when you're playing a team such as them with Filipowski on the interior, um, he's such a I mean, such a good player. And then, you know, those uh, those guards, those four guards, Roach was looked healthy to me, played very well. Um, that's a uh, that's a lot on you. I'd like to think that there was something that you could eliminate. Uh, that's that's easier said than done as well. And then uh, last year, Cameron, their defensive pressure was what really got to you. Was there something about, something different with their defense today that made it a handful? Proctor does a good job on Hunter. I, I think I heard he scored 15. He really worked to get that 15. He only had four points at the half, and both of those were off a design play to get him back door just to loosen Proctor up. Um, Proctor does a good job with him. His length is, uh, is, is bothersome. Um, you know, when you got uh, – Filipowski switching on to him uh, some, so I, uh, I I I don't want to take anything away from uh, from their plan and, and how they how they guard us. Colby, coach, you mentioned that difficult top ball screen action they were running. How do you feel, Kid and Poteet did hedging in that action? How do you adjust that moving forward? Um, it, it would it would take me a bit to to describe it. Uh, why well, I got to coach it better, uh, so I can't give you. It take me too long, Colby. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it, especially in the middle third. In the middle third, with a player like uh, those those guards, uh, that's uh, that's a load. You can't let the ball screen get to the primary defender, um, and uh, that that happened on uh, on a number of occasions. Some on Couture, who's terrific uh, in guarding. Some on uh, Padula. Um, Something we'll need to shore up and shore up quickly ahead to Miami next uh, next Saturday. Mike, shooters shoot, but how would you describe Sean's shot selection tonight? Left a bit to be desired, David. Left a bit to be desired. Now, we need him going. Um, he has um, he has uh, been really really good for us here over the last uh, bit. Um, Thought he pressed a little bit. I think Duke had something to do with that. Um, that, uh, that 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 those guys that they put onto uh, Sean did a uh, did a nice job. He's able to get downhill with it with some of our middle ball screens, um, but uh, didn't distribute as well as he has here of late. And he's been very good doing it. Coach, you won the turnover battle by ten and forced fourteen of them, but only scored eleven points out of these. Uh, what do you think can better be done? 
uh, to turn these defensive stops into more scoring opportunities. Put the ball up ahead. All right, Duke does a great job with that. All right, put the ball up ahead. Now you've got a, a Duke team playing transition defense and transition. It's hard to get matched up. Uh, Lynn Kidd, Malaysia running the four down the down the uh, middle of it. Um, get uh, get it out of your hands. Get the ball get the ball up the floor where you could have a three on two, a three on one and a half, something uh, something along those lines. Um, Got to do a better job with that. Duke with the 38 to 20 advantage and the rebounding margin. What made them so tough to defend inside and just again we got discount. caught in some rotations. Uh, they shoot out of it. Uh, there's got to be somebody uh, coming down from the top to 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 box that guy out, um, and we didn't do a very good job with that. Uh, and they got a couple of kids who can really go get it, and in, uh, in Mitchell and uh, and Filipowski. Mike, MJ Collins with 17 tonight. Uh, second straight game with, with double digits. Obviously, it was key in the first half to keep you guys in it with, with 13 in the first half. What have you seen from him that he's been able to pick up his play of late? Certainly looks a, a, a lot more confident. He's uh, he's really struggled putting the ball in the hole, uh, but he's worked at it. Uh, he's healthy. That was a cramp at the end of the game, nothing more than that. Um, you know, he's putting his licks in, Tim. He's a good player. We need uh, that um, – that that punch from him is uh, is important to to us as we uh, as we move along. All right, there you go. That's Mike Young from the game. He's always really good um, answering the questions. And David Teal asked the question. Just basically what I talked about in the open today. Sean Padula, you could tell, was taking a lot of terrible shots. Right, just terrible shots. And he was pressing, and he was really bad last night. He was a detriment to the calls. And I think that's where you have to have some recognition. You could see. I'm watching the presser, and when David asked that question, you could tell Mike Young did not – I'm sure he had a word or two uh, for Sean Padula last night. Let's just put it that way. I mean, he was killing him. I mean, he was – it's one thing to not make shots. You don't kill your team by missing a few shots early within the offense, all right? It just means maybe it's not your night. You've got to have that recognition after that to let the game come to you. And I think it's so difficult, especially as Coach just talked about, he had been – you know, participating and, and, and adding so much to the offense. And maybe that burden now that Couture is back is something that he took on. And it's going to be tough for him to, to let it go, maybe, just watching him play. I see it all the time when I hear Darius Nichols talk about our guards at Radford. I know what it looks like. And it, it was that's the way it looked last night. Um, some really just awful shots. Some It's selfish basketball is what it is. And Mike Young will tell you the same thing, and I guarantee you he told Sean Padula that. It's selfish basketball, and and that's got them in even more of a bind. And you know, I, I'm watching Hunter Couture, and I'm thinking, you know, that guy doesn't get enough shots. At least he didn't last night. I mean, I, I don't understand. You know, I know Padula is is a streaky shooter, but you know, Hunter only shot eight times last night, and he was two of four from three. I mean, I know he worked so hard on defense, but that's your best pure shooter on that team. I mean, he he is. Tech 6 of 22 from 3. Yeah, absolutely. Hokey Bob, coach, got the presser exactly right. Yeah, he gave credit to Duke, and he's right. Duke was better. Duke was much better. They ran their stuff. He mentioned those high ball screens. Tech had no answer for it. They were able to get through. Just what I said in the Open 2, when he talked about how their shooters were just – they were just – they were working the ball around wide open shooters. Dribble penetration will kill any defense, and Tech had no ability to stop it. 
Thank goodness MJ Collins was shooting the ball well because it could have gotten ugly last night. But, um, you know, it is. It's a tough loss for Tech in terms of their postseason future. Now you got to figure out a way to get it back. February is here, and it's time to um, start showing whether or not you're going to be a serious team to play in the postseason or not. And that's the way it is not only for Tech, but for Radford and everybody across the country. And this is where you have to get everything, all the lessons you've learned in the first three months of the season all have to come to fruition now. I love listening to Mike Young's pressers because he's just very, very honest. And the big thing there I took was he didn't want to take anything away from Duke. Right? Hey, we just got beat. They were better. You don't like to admit that. A lot of coaches won't. He does. And I really appreciate that about Coach Young. And they were better. Communication, yeah, text about communication. Just Absolutely. How many times has Terrence been on the show and he talked about it? you got to have communication. It's the biggest thing about the team. you got to have communication. Got to have it. Got to have it. So, I agree. Uh, you got to communicate. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard Darius Nichols say, we've got to, we've got to communicate better. We've got to say things and we've got to do better. That's right. Hokey Bob. I mean, it's not officially here. It's the 30th, but yes, breaking news, February is here for hoops. That's right. (laughs) I mean, I know we have a couple of days left, but there we go. From a basketball sense, for Tech, since their next game's in February, how's that? I mean, I know it's January. Well, hang on. (laughs) It's the 30th. (laughs) Sorry. People always ask me at work, hey, what day is it today? You mean the week or the date? The date. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, does anybody at all, does anybody at all keep up with the dates of the week? Oh, good point, Wayne. Wayne from Ohio. Wayne yesterday was so distraught. We're not being able to hear the show. I understood he had. Wayne, is it true that you checked yourself into therapy all day? Is that right? I believe I saw that from uh, your wife. <laughs> uh, Groundhog Day is uh, Friday, so we've always had. Now we've predicted the weather here beautifully. I got to figure out if somebody's going to come in and uh, and do that for us. Each year we've had the show the first three years, whether it was Logan and last time it was Neil. And we were right, and the Leo Hirschburners of the world were wrong. Because Leo is always going to say, You've got six more weeks of winter! (laughs) Actual footage from last year from Leo See, I like the FXR guys we have now, right? Because you just had, we got, you know, maybe a little bit of mixed precipitation coming in tonight. And and he's like, plays it down, all right? If there's going to be any accumulation, it's going to be high in the mountains, right? It's just going to be cold. It's going to be rain for most people. Basically, the guy from FXR is going, this isn't going to be anything to worry about. Don't don't panic. 
If you listen to WDBJ, they were tracking this system like over the weekend, trying to create some kind of just wishful thinking that this was going to be a 15-inch snow or something. Leo shows up in ski goggles, wearing his toboggan, big coat. Snow globes lined up on the, <laughs> on the news counter. <laughs> Hell, he's probably doing that when it's, you know, April and May when it's 60, 70 degrees outside, right? <sighs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap up hour number one. Busy, busy program ahead. Lots of guests in hours two and three. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be. And as always, thanks to the Virginia Tech Sports Information Office, Brian Cox. Coxie, my guy, for uh, giving the okay to use the presser audio. We'll be back. Wrap up hour one. The Buggaloos. The Buggaloos. The Buggaloos. We're in the air and everywhere. Flying high. Flying loose. Flying free as a summer breeze. Happy as a summer breeze. Okay, okay. we had requests to hear the Bugaloo song again. Uh, I think I just got high off just watching the video. That's how Sid and Marty Croft, that's how much drugs they were on. <laughs> Don't you think? Woo, man, dude. All right, man. I just watched the Buckaloos, man. <laughs> you're great. You know, you're great. You don't give yourself enough credit, man. Let's go out. Hey, you hungry? I'm hungry. <laughs> it's going to be me talking to Burnup here in just a second. Anyway, we are, we are loaded for bear coming up. Mike Burnup. Jermaine Farrell, David Smith, and James Herring is going to stop by Radford Hoops. Big game tomorrow night. Come by the Deadman. Final time through the first time through the schedule for the, uh, for the Highlanders. And we travel to upstate this weekend. Yeah. 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 See? Love it. Love it. Wayne just sent me. He went back and he found uh, the Brady Bunch. Is that Sunshine Day there, Wayne? You <laughs> you sent me. Well, get me started. Or I'll play the Brady Bunch again, and I'll you know have people running for their lives. Don't don't get me started. Yeah, that was Rick's impersonation of Pothead Rick. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, we'll be back. Mike Burnham scheduled to join us. Get his take on the game last night. And I hope you're doing wonderfully wherever you might be. It's a little brisk this morning. I'll tell you that now. I'm not going to lie to you. It's cold. It's 26, but no wind, so that's good. 
as you head about to begin your work day. We're coming up hour two straight ahead.